Yes, it, it is. Stonecutters <laughs> Podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the, I was about to say, in the blank building. <laughs> <laughs> the views expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the employers that we may have, but it's just our opinions and our opinions alone. So, Will, what you been up to, bro? How you doing? You know that tag in the beginning? We kind of need to get that, like, pre-recorded. Okay, we can do so that. Say that joke, like, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Oh, you got a ponytail? I see. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening to the podcast, I got my hair in a ponytail. You can check it out on YouTube. You can check it out on all major streaming uh, streaming platforms, Stonecutters <laughs> Podcast. You can send us questions, feedback, suggestions, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Will, I've mm-hmm. actually gotten some some very good feedback on some of our most recent episodes. And also, oh, sweet. Also some feedback just about like our rapport, like people are commenting that, we, that we've got good rapport, good energy with each other. So, yeah. That's awesome. You didn't answer the question though, bro. What, what you what you been up to, man? How are you doing? Um, I'm preparing for a photo shoot tomorrow. So my wife twisted my hair. Uh, how, how, so, long, how long did it take? I don't even know how long this took. It's just twisted just to keep the moisture. It won't be like this tomorrow. Did did it hurt while she was twisting your hair? No, no, no. It ain't hurt. It ain't hurt. It actually, you know, it feel good. You know, it'd be one to fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? You know, when a woman touch your hair, the hair grow, you know what I mean? <laughs> is this the longest your hair's ever been? Uh, no, nah, you say I braids before, so, you know, but this is, I mean, it's been a long time since I've had my hair for almost a year. Yeah, so, you know, you growing your hair, so I decided to grow mine. <laughs> your brothers, we're happy, and we're married, and we're colored. <laughs> da, 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 da. Give us a high five. All right. All right. Do you feel more? Uh, do you feel more black because your hair is longer? Is your, has your blackness been has grown with the length of your hair? No, I've always been black. I love being black. The hair has nothing to do with it. You know, I'm just black. You know what I mean? Shout out to my blackness and my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? What's up with you? Like, what you feeling? You know, it's been a minute. I've been moving in the house, so we haven't really got a chance to really jump on like we normally do. But we on right now. It's a lot going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? The Clippers got clipped. You know what I'm saying? LeBron <laughs> might get the chip. You know I what know. I mean? It's, know. Uh, you know, we got, we got everything going on. You know, so where you want to start at, brother? I'm ready. I'm fired up. You know, you see my background. I'm trying to get my little feng shui spot together. Right now, it's a little chaotic, but it's gonna get there. Transition. You you in a, you in a transitional phase right now. You from one moving from one phase to another. Mm-hmm. You, you getting everything set up. Uh, we we actually had a question that came in. Yeah. And the question was really around mental health and with every, mm. everything going on, the wildfires on the west coast, the hurricanes in the south, the police brutality all over the world. Uh, more focused in the United States, but how, how do you keep yourself mentally together? Like on a day-to-day basis, are there things that you do daily to sort of help you maintain your sanity? It's tough, man. If I'm be honest with you, you know, um, especially when you brought up, you know, all that's going on in America, you know, like at the point right now, I can't take another watching somebody get shot. 
you know what I'm saying, on social media, somebody that looks like me. You know, it's just, I have to kind of, you know, separate myself from it in a way because, you know, it does something to you if you constantly seeing those images. You know, like today I went for a jog in my new neighborhood and my mother asked me a question like, you know, where you going? Like she, you know, she lives on the East Coast. She has no idea where I'm going. There's no point even talking about where streets it are, streets that I'm running past because she wouldn't know. No but context. the fact, yeah, but the fact that my man got killed jogging, you know what I'm saying? So she's like, right. So she's like, you know, are you safe? Are you okay? You know, and I was like, man, you know, that, that part sucks because you don't want that to be a reminder. You should be able to jog, run freely wherever you want to go. However, this has been uh, an issue for quite some time. So what I try to do to maintain my mental health is, you know, I try to just protect my space, kind of like the NBA players in the bubble in a way. Not that I don't see outside of what's going on, but I try to monitor what's coming in. Because if I allow all these different images to come into my mind, then they become me. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents, they watch the news a lot. So everything is panic, fear, mask, uh, fires, this, you know what I'm saying? So it's always from the lens of fear versus the lens of faith. So I have to make sure that my eyes are seeing the things of the future of the things of blessings, of the things of faith, and not seeing the things of destruction. You know, therefore, it's able for us to get on here and be able to change the narrative by the things that we speak about versus us coming on here and saying, man, you know, it's just it's terrible what's going on. How can we be the change? You know what I mean? I'm always thinking like that, but if I'm honest, you know, every person that's African-American in America should be traumatized, you know what I'm saying, in some shape or form, but you can't stay there. You have to overcome, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, so to answer her question with mental health, for me, you know, I've been at a place in my life where, when I was in college, where I wanted to commit suicide. So I've been to the bottom of the bottom. And how I got out of it is people like my boy Aaron. People like my boy Donald back home say, hey, man, you just need to come out and have a good time. So when you at those places of depression, don't be isolated. Don't isolate yourself. Even like I'm able to express to you now about not wanting to see those images. You know what I mean? So the more you talk about it, the more you get out of your head, the more you can find an outlet. So, and you might, Aaron might have a word for me if I'm in a state of depression to say, come on, man, you know, you better than that. And that one word may allow the cloud to lift. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have like any, when you wake up in the morning, are you a prayer first? Do you meditate? Do you go for a walk in the morning? Is it, do you have any morning rituals around sort of keeping your mental health together? Yeah, my thing is, you know, I, I pray. And if I'm not actually praying with my mouth, I'm praying inside of myself, you know, just being thankful. You know, when the sun hits my face and I'm in this home, I'm like, man, look what you've done for me, Lord. You know, even if I'm not saying it, it's in my body, you know, and I'm able to get up and then the baby's, you know, yelling in the morning. So that's a joy. And, 
you know, I'm just thankful. I try to stay in a place of gratitude, you know? And so I believe it's not how you wake up, it's how you go to sleep. You know, how you prepare the night before, you know what I'm saying, will dictate how the day will go. So, you know, my night before is, you know, I'm chilling with my wife and I make sure that I try to take some quiet time for myself, even if it's just a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, just to be in a state of gratitude and thankfulness and to calm myself and to think about where I want to go in the future, but also to be present for the moment that is at hand. How important is having a journal or having a place to write things down? How important is that? I think it's very important because if you don't write it down, it doesn't come into this physical plane. You have to write it down or it's just stuck up in your head. And so it's in a space that's just almost like, you know, what do you call it? Like a black hole. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you have to pull that idea to that paper, which makes it physical. Like us, you know, we're spirit first. So say we're in this black hole or you know whatever you want to say and then boom we come into the body of will now we're physical it's written you know what i'm saying yeah so it, it has to be you have to write it down and if you have like fear of writing certain things down or maybe it's not fair maybe you just don't think it's important i would challenge you to say well how many things have came to pass or you've missed in your life because you haven't written things down you haven't kept the schedule or you know how can you be attentional i remember my one of my spiritual sons said to me he was like so what's your goals for uh next year this was a while ago he was like pop you don't write any goals down if and how do you know what you're going to achieve how you're going to mark things off you know and i laughed it off at the time but at the same time i was like damn he right <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, how, how can you measure yourself if you don't write things down? You know, so you have to you have to write it down so you can see where you're at and uh, where you would like to go. Outstanding. So there's a couple things that I do. You know, the cold shower being one of them. Yeah. And that is for me is a is a way to sort of break through the some of the mental hurdles that are in our minds and taking showers in the morning and taking a cold shower in the morning intentionally break through some of the let me back up a second when you wake up mm -hmm. in the morning your brain is trying to it's trying to choose the path of least resistance so when mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning your brain actually wants to go back to sleep it wants you to continue to rest right unless you're fully awake right? So the first thought that you have in your head is, let me hit this snooze button. Let me get a couple more minutes of sleep. That's, that's naturally the first thought that comes into our head when we feel pain and discomfort. The pain, mm -hmm. the pain and the discomfort being waking up and just being like, oh, like, I'm frustrated. I'm here. I'm in this. I'm in this day. I'm in this moment. Let me try to avoid it. My brain thinks it's a good idea for me to go back to sleep. I think it's a good idea to go back to sleep. So your willpower which at this point of the day is, is nil, right? You've, you put yourself back to sleep. So mm -hmm. if you can get past that first challenge and hurdle, then the next one is when you walk into the bathroom and you get ready to take the shower and there's the two knobs. 
mm-hmm. the hot and the cold, or there's one knob that you can turn either way, whichever mm-hmm. way it is, right? And turning it cold automatically brings your brain discomfort because, right. because you realize that if you were to get into that, the feeling that you would get. So again, your brain is trying to push you towards the path of least resistance, the path of, the path of most comfort. Mm-hmm. And, and that is turn that warm water on as well. Now I say, right. I say all of this to say that me, myself, I need to challenge my brain early in the, in the day, early in the morning. Like when I get out of bed, I want to make my bed. When I get to the shower, I want to take the cold shower. When I get out of there, I already have the plan. Like you're saying, you do the plan the night before, like trying to do it the morning of is it's a problem. It's like kickoff for a game and you're starting to figure out what the playbook is. And what right. Goes, right. You got to already have the playbook and the plans before kickoff comes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Wake up, avoid the snooze, make the bed, hop in the shower, get hit with the cold water. The cold water is going to do a a multitude of different things. The health benefits for cold water immersion, like you can look all those different things up. But what I'm most uh, impressed by and and focused on are the mental aspects where your brain is feeling the discomfort. You're also waking up. So you're becoming more more awake and, and all of the thoughts of, going back to sleep or is quickly moving away. So now you're alert and you're with it. The blood is flowing and now you're ready to attack the day and you're ready to approach whatever you need to get into. And what I've found is that whether I'm in the dumps or whether I'm feeling really high up and I'm ready to go and get things for me, the cold shower is the, it centers me. It brings me back to when I hop out of the shower and I'm just like, cold water. I'm just like, whoo, let me get that towel. Let me towel off. Like it, your body is now warming up because all this cold water has hit your skin is trying to, it's, it just gets things going. It's like it kickstarts the engine. Um, Mm -hmm. so cold showers, uh, meditation is another thing for me. You call it prayer. I call it meditation. It's, it's the same thing. It's finding moments to ourselves where we can just reflect within ourselves, you know, whether it be to, evoke good intentions for other people or to just be still with ourselves and to, and to allow our minds to slow down. You know, we've talked about it on episodes before, like the watch. And if the watch is wound too tight, it moves too fast. So meditation is about slowing that clock down and, and giving ourselves space to think. Have you, Will, have you ever had CBD? Have you ever tried that before, CBD oil? Uh, no, I haven't. But you know, when you said something, it made me think of mental health and it made me think of depression, right? You know, because we're giving people practical things, you know, to kind of help with the mental health. You know what really, really helps and what really is the answer? You got to have a vision. So if you don't have a vision for your life or what you want to do, it's easy to be depressed because you don't know where you're going. And, um, it's very important to, yeah, you can meditate, you can take cold showers, you can pray, you know, you can do all those things. But at the end of the day, if you're not sitting and discovering what the vision is, what is Aaron's vision? Where do you see yourself in the next tomorrow? Forget the next year or the next six months. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a winner or a failure? 
because if you see yourself as a failure or you are or you're only seeing the failures in your life instead of them being learning lessons then that takes on and brings depression so that is number one is to write a list down of how you see yourself and see how much you have on the positive side and how much you have on the negative side and aaron is very good at this type of thing you know and um <laughs> he's going to the you know he's going to the to the board in the back you know well it's it's funny that you said that will i had a mm-hmm. so through my therapist my, my therapist gives me homework and one of the uh-huh. things one of the things that she gave me for homework was to be aware of your strengths and it was this sheet and mm-hmm. it had all of these different strengths on it. And I, I wrote down the ones that are most important to me, the strengths. There was a sheet, the sheet, yeah. had, the sheet had like 50 strengths on it. And the, at the bottom of the sheet, it says, pick the strengths that, that most suit you, that, that you most align to. And then it says, today, pick one strength that will help you solve a problem. So you know, so if, for me, courageous, creative, curious, dedicated, diligent, energetic, enthusiastic, focused, friendly, fun, you know, the list goes on. But for me, having it written down, having it on my board, this is not only do we do the podcast here, this is my studio. And it's also where I do remote work from home. But it's like every day, we talked about making the workplace intentional. So behind me, when, I, when I'm feeling like I'm not in it, like I feel like I don't know why I'm doing this, this list of strengths is a reflection of my vision, right? My vision takes into account who I am as a person and where I want to go and, and the things that I want to do. Well, these are the attributes mm-hmm. that allow me to be that person that I want to be in my vision and in the future. And this is just a, a daily reminder yeah. of the skills that I have that will help me in my vision get to where I want to go. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, so if you listen to this podcast right now, Stonecutters Podcast, how do you feel about you at the end of the day? Let's be just real and keep it one a buck, keep it a hundred. How do you really, really feel about you? And we all have taken that journey to a certain extent, and we continue to take that journey. There's been times in my life I had to say, Will, how do you feel about you? You care so much about what other people think about you. What do you think about you? Because I noticed when I was caring about what everyone thought about me, it was making me feel depressed. It was making my mental health feel off because I'm letting all these things out, all, all these things in the world dictate to me instead of me dictating to it yeah you know what i'm saying and that's when things really change for me is like look nobody cares man at the end of the day what do you care about how do you feel do you think you're great do you think you're brilliant or are you holding on to what someone said to you when you were six years old 12 years old 15 years old yes you know that's um, a lot of times we're still hanging on to negative words that were spoken over us by people who couldn't see the brilliance in us at the time, you know? So I would just encourage someone that's listening. You, uh, uh, and if you're dealing with mental health of not wanting to be here, decide to be here, decide to make your life matter, decide to take your life 
into your hands and use some of the things that Ann and I are saying as far as meditation, prayer. But at the end of the day, write that list down. Get that vision down of what you want to do. It's so easy for me, Aaron, to say no to so many projects. Why? Because I know where I'm going. If it doesn't line up with the vision, I don't care how much money it is, it doesn't line up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't line up, then why am I wasting my time? Because there are opportunities sometimes in life are sent to you just to waste your time. Say that again. <laughs> there are opportunities in life that come to you just to waste your time. Then how is it an opportunity then if it's wasting your time? Because it's an opportunity because it's, how can I put it? I'm trying to put it, I'm trying to dumb down what I see in the spirit to make it physical and plain and simple. It's like everything that glitter ain't gold. You know what I'm saying? You had opportunities with, before Nike, mm -hmm. with different companies. Absolutely. That you could have went and selected and worked for. Yep. And those companies would have wasted your time. Even Although though there were, were opportunities. Even though there were opportunities. You know what I'm saying? But then when you got with Nike, it's like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be for however long I'm supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like when auditions come, there's some of them good. Offers come in. Man, we want to hire you. We love your work. Uh, we can't wait to work with you. And it's a pull because you're like, okay, somebody wants me if you're still in that phase. So somebody wants me. Well, do you want you? But since I want me so much, yeah, this is not an opportunity for me. This is going to waste my time. Yeah, somebody, this is the, it's, it's, it's two sides. It's like somebody is willing to give this to me versus am I, am I ready to, to or wait a minute, am I not ready? But is it like, is this something that's going to be good for me? Mm -hmm. it's, it, and it's really about the value proposition that you have for yourself. Because I could have said the same thing about Nike and I could have been like, is this good for me? Or am I worthy enough for this? Right. You know? Right. And through, yeah. talk, and, and through talking with you and all, the, and all the discussions that we had, you know, it, it, it mo moved and migrated more towards the, is this right for me? Yeah. Not in my va not in my valuable you know am I worthy for this? But the Right. Opposite. Yeah, because nothing outside of you should valid validate you in a way that it makes you feel worthy. You know, you just exist in that no one's like Aaron. On the face of this earth, there will never be another Aaron. Just like there's no fingerprint the same. That's your unique mark. So it may be somebody that can mimic Aaron, can possibly look like Aaron. Man, he look like Aaron. He kind of talk like Aaron. But he ain't Aaron, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I think we all have to fall back in love with our uniqueness and be bold in that there's nobody like Will. There's nobody like Aaron. There's nobody like Eric or Samantha or Julian. There's nobody like these people. There's nobody like you. And if you get up in the morning, you just have to tell yourself that there's nobody like me. There's nobody like me. 
man, there's nobody like me, man. Ah, <laughs> nobody like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even me saying it as jokingly, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, really, it's the truth. There's nobody like me. You know, as an artist, Aaron, you know this, in, 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 in Los Angeles, and I say I'm an actor, isn't it hard? It's so many people come to Los Angeles to act. But since I've been getting up in the morning saying there's nobody like me, when they come at me with that, I say, ah, you know, there's nobody like me, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there's a million different people that can do it, but there's nobody like me. As we've seen with our great brother Chadwick, who, you know, left us to go be with the father and they continue to, you know, pour blessings down while we here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sees that, ah, this was a clear distinction between him and the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? There was nobody, there would never be another Chadwick. It's just, it's like there will never be another Denzel. There'll never be another Meryl Streep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, you know, it's just like, you, and we all have to look at it like that. And I think when you look at it like that, it kind of helps break down that mental depression and that mental disorder because you start to realize, man, at the end of the day, there ain't nobody like me. And so if I know that, I need to figure out who I am. What's my assignment? What's my purpose? Who, who am I? If there's nobody like me, that means that if I'm a key, there's a lock in the world somewhere for me that only I can turn. And there's a whole bountiful of treasures and everything in that room. Just like meeting you, right? When we first started the mastermind group, you helped unlock me because of your uniqueness, because it helped me hone in on what I was not supposed to be doing. Opportunities that were wasting my time. Cause you know, when you met me, I was hooping, I was running a clothing line. You know, I had so many things going on not that those things wasn't great, but at the same time, meeting you helped me center myself and say, what is it that you really are supposed to be doing at this particular time in your life? And once I zoned in on that, everything else started opening up. Now I'm just blowing up right before your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yes. ain't nobody like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, when's the last time you, you helped somebody or you mentored somebody? Man, uh, that's pretty much every day for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, was it today or was it yesterday? Did you meet with somebody today, yesterday? Uh, you know what? It was a young man today, about maybe two hours ago. He uh, was inspired by a clip that I put up. And he reached out to me and said, hey, you know, would you take a look at this scene that I did and be able to give me some critique on it? And I usually don't like to critique people on their scenes. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why, because the more you do it, the more you will discover what it is that you could do better. And that's an ongoing process. You know what I'm saying? It's so many times I look at my work and say, okay, you know, we got to get a little better in, in that area. You know what I mean? Even if the person that's watching doesn't see it, I see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, when he reached out to me, 
I had a split second where I was like, ah, I'll get back to him later. Or should I just answer it? And I answered it. I said, hey, keep working. Keep working at it. And don't be afraid to be still. Because he was in the scene and he was talking, but he was moving. You know, but his movement side to side, it didn't really have a purpose. So I'm like, it doesn't matter what you're talking about in this scene, just ground yourself. Stick your foot on that wall and just be there and say what you gotta say. And it will come across so powerful and so authentic because now you're settled. When you see someone moving back and forth, they're not truly settled in what they're doing. So that means that, not that he's not doing a good job, mm-hmm. He's at a, a, a crossroad between him and the character. But the character's rocking him back and forth, trying to say, let me out. Let me come free. If you just sit back on this wall and chill, I can come out. And the same time, he's like, nah, I got this. Let me do it. I'm trying to shine. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. So once the person allows the character to come forth, then you can just be at ease. And so what I love about that, too, is because as I'm teaching him, I'm teaching myself. Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, now I didn't elaborate that much with him as I'm elaborating with you. But I'm thinking about that. When I'm in something, ground yourself. I never went to ground yourself. Feel the, your, 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 like, like you're a tree and your roots are going deep, deep, deep into the ground. Because once you do that, everything else just flows. Stonecutters Podcast, baby. We just flowing. <laughs> Stonecutters Podcast, available on all major streaming platforms. Questions, comments, suggestions, you can send us over to us at stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit the Stonecutters Podcast website at stonecutterspodcast.com. There you have it. Yeah, Will, um, I was asking you about the mentoring because uh, the past two or three weeks, I've just continued to have self-reflection and just self-growth and a lot of it has come through mentorship and having uh talks with a lot of young people people that like 25 and under and really holding the key to unlocking things within themselves but also helping me to become a better coach and mentor asking the questions and trying to extract the confidence out of people. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I, I don't know that, if this is the footwear industry or if this is just the apparel industry in general. A lot of people like to do one page sort of creative portfolios where they just have one page. It has all their relevant information, but it's more, it's more like a resume, but it has artsy stuff on it. So it has like drawings and sketches and everything. And it's a one pager. And uh, somebody reached out to me And they said, hey, I want you to look at my one pager. And I hate one pagers. So it's funny funny that you talk about like somebody wanted you to look at a clip. And I just, I I despise one pagers because all that we are as people and as multifaceted people, they can't be described or Mm -hmm. presented on a single piece of paper. And and to do that does the person, does them a complete uh, injustice, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I said, you know, let me, let me look at it. So I looked at it and I had a lot of feedback and I didn't want to email it. So I said, Hey, can we just, can we connect? Can we connect over zoom? So I talked with the young lady and I was like, Hey, I don't know you, 
So I didn't want to type a whole bunch of stuff up, but I sort of started asking her and I was like, who, who did you show this to? What sort of feedback did they give you? Ah, oh, they said it was cool. It was this, it was that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, what do you want to do? Like, and she was like, well, I really like this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, if you had the opportunity to do the job that you wanted to do right now at the, at the salary that you wanted right now, what would it be? Uh, well, I haven't really thought about that because everybody, at least at Nike and in the footwear industry, maybe the apparel industry, everyone is a, they're attached to this model where they need to, they need to work their way up to, mm-hmm. get, to, to get to where they want to do and to do the things they want to do. It's, it's, it's the same in the entertainment industry, right? But what I was trying to do was to put her into the place where she wants to be and doing it now and having those future thoughts and those future visions that we talk about. And mm-hmm. she told me what she wanted to do. And then I looked at her one pager and I said, do you see what you want to do on this one pager? And she said, nah, it's not really on there. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, let's look at some other things. And I was like, what are, what's the, the one thing on this one pager that you want people to take away with. And she was like, Oh, uh, this thing. And I said, that's that one thing was a picture on there. And I said, it's the smallest picture on this one pager, but you want people to get the most out of that. So why is it the smallest picture? And like, I just see the gears turning and everything like that. And, uh, we, we ended the discussion. She was very thankful. And she sent me an email the next day and she was like, thanks for asking the questions that you asked and thanks for sort of probing and giving me a lot of things to think about and, and Mm -hmm. help me see the confidence that's already inside of me. And, and it was just really, uh, it's just a wonderful experience because I I talked about it and I knew that once I got to Nike, part of my job was going to be to help other people get to the level of fulfillment and attainment that I have. And when I get to meet people and I get to help them, in this way. And, and when you talk to somebody and you give them advice or feedback and they receive it and they understand it and they listen and they make the change themselves, like that's just, that's priceless. Yeah. You know, and it's your gift. You know, you just have a knack of being able to connect the dots for people like you did for me, you know, and that's just a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? To be able to do. And, there's so many people that's listening right now that they need the dots connected too. And this podcast is helping connect the dots, but be always aware of who's around you because that person may have the dot that you need or able to draw the line to the next dot, you know? So like right now, you know, as myself is in transition, I know that I'm transitioning to the next level, right? So my publicist, she's a dot and a line because she's connecting me to other different things and different avenues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to be aware of that, you know, even in that situation. I'm like, oh, man, I just want to get a crib. Do I want to, you know, cough up this amount of money for this, this, that, and the third? Then you have to look at it. Well, do you believe in yourself? There's nobody like you. You know the game, Will. You know how it go. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay to play, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's how we go, you know? (laughs) And you look at that and then you understand that nothing is ever wasted that you do. Everything causes a ripple. Your words cause a ripple. Nothing is ever wasted. There's no loss. Nothing is wasted. So if I put my 
faith in something like for instance in this pr person to help connect the dots then i know that nothing's wasted something beautiful will come out of it that also helps with not being uh, uh mentally depressed because you know there's nothing wasted whatever i went through in life it's not wasted i learned something and i can use that to move forward always brings me back to mj going up against the pistons you know what i'm saying nothing was wasted i gotta get bigger i gotta be able to take these hits because they're knocking me out the air all that is not wasted it helped build him so when he went to go play ba uh, baseball he knew that hey i gotta get my body back like because what i'm getting ready to endure yes you know what i'm saying so that's just you know, life. And I was talking to my neighbor and I ended with this. You know, I pay attention to everything. I'm talking to my neighbor and my neighbor's like telling me about all the fruit trees that he has around his house and what we can eat and what we need to cut back or whatever the case may be. He got these big hands like rocks, right? So I shake his hand. You know, I can already tell this is a man that has experienced life, right? Just from the handshake. And he says, Will, it's Will, right? So yeah, Jesse, Jesse, okay. He said, you know, you, you solve problems by just talking to people. That's how you solve problems. That's life, isn't it? And that was it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was so deep and profound that he's right. You solve problems by talking to people. And one thing, when you are feeling in a mental space, what happens? Isolation. You don't talk to nobody. So you go deeper and deeper into that black hole. Nobody wants to hear me. Nobody wants to hear my drama. You, I'm all by myself. I can get through this by myself. No, talk to somebody. Because when you talk to people, problems are solved. You know, So don't be afraid to open your mouth and talk to somebody. And don't worry about anyone judging you because I've been there and I had my brother Aaron to say, listen, I said, Aaron, man, my heart, my heart hurts. I'm heartbroken. He said, man, you know, you're just going through the fire right now, just like a sword. It's getting tamed as it goes through the fire to be sharper. I would never forget that, Aaron, when you told me that because that was the word. I don't know if I told you this. That was the word that you gave me at that time was able to pull me out of that heartache in that depressed state. I'm walking around functioning and smiling, but I'm thinking about my ex, man. I'm thinking about everything that I've been through with, with her at that time. And you just said, man, you're just going through the fire, man. This is a part of it. And you said it with a big old smile on your face. And I said, wow. And it clicked for me. It hadn't clicked before. But in that moment, Aaron, talking to people, solved the problem. I said, you know, right? Man, ain't nobody like me. You know, <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? I'm just getting shopping right now. And then, boom. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I know we're sharing a lot. You know, just, just. To the listeners, just be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. Write things down. You know, everything is always speaking. 
but you have to be listening to it. You know, some of my, when I know I'm getting ready to enter another level in my career or in life in general, there's always some type of, some type of op uh, uh, opposing force, so to speak. Either I get into a little tiff with somebody out of nowhere that don't make no sense. And instead of me being mad about it, complaining about it, now I get excited. After I'd be like, I can't believe this person just, how could they? What, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how could they? You know? But then when I sit back and think about it, I said, oh, this is an indication that I'm getting ready to go to another level. Oh. I, and, and I noticed that when I was in Atlanta working on a show and there was a roach in my hotel room and said to me, saying, oh, that's nasty. I said, oh, this must mean I'm going to get the sweet next level. Went down, told the people, hey, there's a roach, you know. Now I seen one, maybe two in my room. Oh, we're so sorry. Um, we're moving you out right now to the suite. So someone would have thought that that roach is, ah, oh, man, I can't believe this is all bad. I saw it as a promotion. So sometimes you got to see the negativity thing as the promotion. The thing that doesn't seem like, oh, man, I can't believe they talked about me like that. It's just a promotion. It's a part of it. You know, it's a part of it, man. It's a part of it, you know. <laughs> it's a part of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And this has happened to me recently. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to blow. I'm about to blow. <laughs> it's happening. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I love you always, but thank you, brother, for giving, being the sign and the wonder and the indication that I'm getting ready to blow all the way up. I appreciate it. <laughs> Stonecutters Podcast. <laughs> we out? We out. <laughs>